It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is May 18th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. Another beautiful morning out there. I have an important question for you. Okay, I'll yes. try to have See a good answer, answer for this. you. Who keeps opening those little packs of Oreos on the table in the kitchen? <laughs> because every time I walk by, they stare me in the face. And you know what that means. I can't resist. You cannot resist. And it's just like... And apparently, nor can Aaron, nor can Patrick. <laughs> is that right? You all enjoy yourselves an Oreo cookie. I don't know who is opening them. Yesterday, nobody <laughs> fessed up to opening up it. that bag. I did confess that I had one. Yeah. But I said I didn't open it. But I, I but I ate one. I went to the blame calendar and it said Aaron Earhart on it, and he yelled just like <laughs> a kid from upstairs. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Okay. I said, "Well, you're going to take the blame because it was your turn on the calendar." Let's blame Deb. She's not here. We <laughs> can tell her. We'll blame her. Oh, it's always the quiet one, That's isn't right. it? That's right. Yeah, she's the one who's opening. But <laughs> I laugh. I chuckle every time I go by because. I'll glance and they, uh, there's an open there's bag, a, a little open. They're the little snack packs. Exactly. So I think there's like six in there. S- right. Yeah. So I, I was looking at the label on the back. I'm always a label reader to see how much sugar I'm eating when I eat an Oreo cookie. So, but yeah. Really? So, yeah. You're eating an Oreo cookie. I am eating an Oreo uh, cookie. Does that even matter? No, it doesn't. Yeah, but it's <laughs> just, it's not going to yeah, stop it's you. It's not going to stop me, but it's just like, and then of course you got coffee and it's just, yeah, it just goes together. They just together go together. So well. So anyway, who's ever opening the Oreo cookies, <laughs> thank you, I guess, because I eat one every time I go by. I got to stay out of the kitchen. That's the problem. Yeah, well, we, this is, I believe, the remnants of the spring share because yeah. we look to make sure that our volunteers and guests just have an enjoyable time and we snack them and feed them and give them water and drinks and yeah. whatever to thank them in some small way. So, And we reap the benefits when it's over. We finish it off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it usually takes us about three months to get through all of the leftover snacks, and then we have this lull until the next Sherathon. Exactly. Then there's like a three three month lull of no snacks, and, 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 and we're walking around in circles in the kitchen trying to find. Are there <laughs> I, any snacks? Where Where is this? What stuff? happened yeah. to the snacks? Yeah. We are blessed because we we've got we got coffee and you know we've got oh. snacks and things. So I, well, we have, I'm not complaining. Believe no, me, we have a full kitchen. Yeah, stove, oven, refrigerator, microwave. I mean. We're outfitted. I don't know that I've ever seen any business have uh, quite the uh, kitchen arrangement for their staff like we do. And I think it was just the nature of when we moved in here. These were things that were available or the kitchen was available. It's like, hey, look at this. We got a kitchen. We got a kitchen here. So. Anyway, thank you. Who's ever opening the Oreos? Uh, they're they're very tasty. How are you today? I'm doing good, well. Good. I made it here uh, a little late. You were there reading uh, the sports right. page, waiting for me to come and <laughs> unlock the building because I have I go around the front because I have the front door yeah. key uh, to un to uh, set the alarm or turn right. off the alarm. Yeah. Uh, bridge lift. Oh yeah. In the morning I commute. Know. That's tough. That is a tough one now and and it was, you know, not probably about 5:15 maybe 5:20 mm-hmm. and nope, I was stuck. I yeah. was actually at about the uh, 39th Street mm-hmm. exit when I saw all the red lights. I, I and I always remind myself like why don't I check 
traffic in the morning. Right. Because that is probably in all of the years that I have been coming to work here in the morning, maybe the fourth or fifth time ever. Wow. That the bridge has lifted that in yeah. during the morning commute. The I five bridge. The I five bridge. Right. So I am just saying, whoever <laughs> is on that planning committee, there cannot be a lift. Yeah. It's got to always go. You, you you just can't because, I mean, really, by that time of morning, it's done. I think the morning commute coming from Vancouver is probably still slow. It just has a hard time yeah. recovering from something like that. You know, if you had a tunnel, you wouldn't have a bridge lift. <laughs> go, but we went <laughs> under it. We would never have to worry. That's right. <laughs> Why don't they do that? It's interesting that you mention this because as we move along here, that's one of my stories is bridge lifts. Okay. Because of the high high river. See, so, yeah, I, that that probably has a lot to do with what right. I experienced okay. this morning too. So. Well, that's what I'm going to talk about. Today. Okay, there can't you get go. Wait. Yeah. All right. Well, how about this too, David? Today, Bill Gates, Mr. Microsoft, yeah, plans on setting up a luxury hotel just a stone's throw from the Vatican. Really? Yeah, this is interesting. Huh. And in fact, he's getting it from one of the Catholic orders mm-hmm. uh, that are allowing him to use the buildings. So public backlash, yeah, it's coming back All after All right, him. well, look forward to hearing that. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Ascension Thursday. That's right, it is Ascension Thursday. That's right, and we're going to talk more about that throughout the show. Here is Sarah Kroger now, I Will Pour Out My Heart. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. My soul will sing with hope in the Lord. There is nothing that could take away my soul. He is my salvation. I will not be shaken.
Friday is Sarah Kroger, and I will pour out my heart. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. You know, I interviewed Sarah Kroger for my podcast. <gasps> you did? So if you go on to the yeah. On The Go uh, page, you'll find that in one of the uh, podcasts there. So she nice. was great to talk with. She was yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Good. We played one of her great new songs, yeah. too, on the show. That's right. Speaking of who's great to talk to... That would be Father Matt Libra at oh, St. Yeah. Rose Lima Parish here in Portland. He's going to talk about Ascension and other things with Brenda coming up right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Mater Dei Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Mater Dei Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And it is 714 at Mater Day Radio. You know, I was looking at the satellite imagery. Yes. On the uh, radar, weather radar, and you could see the coastal clouds working their way farther into the uh, inland. Oh. So, wouldn't be surprised tomorrow here in the Portland area if we saw some morning, morning clouds. clouds and then clearing in the afternoon. It's, that's going to cool things down a little bit. Mostly sunny today, high of 84. Cloudy overnight tonight, low of 58. And then for Friday, decreasing clouds, high of 84. Currently, it is 62 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And 63 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. Well, while the month of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother, we also celebrate two major events in our salvation history. Joining me this morning to talk about the ascension of the Lord and the descent of the Holy Spirit is the wonderful Father Matt Libra, pastor at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church right here in Portland. Good morning, Father Matt. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, Brenda. Thank you very much. It's a gift to be with you. Oh, well, it's been a little while since we've been able to catch up with you and talk about the things going on there at St. Rose of Lima. You know, we are just about a month away from the end of the school year. How's the school year been for the kids there? And they kind of really getting excited for the summer to come. Yeah, well, I, you know, in every person's life, there's ups and downs and, and we're, we definitely have ours. But I, when the weather changed, I noticed everybody was in a much happier mood. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's May, it's Easter, then it's May. And then uh, we're like, oh, man, it's just a little bit of ways. And so everybody's just kind of savoring um, the, the special things that they have right now. We're getting ready for graduation, just celebrated confirmation. Um, we had 60 kids um, with wow. St. Charles. Uh, um, St. Rita's and ourselves combined. And it was, uh, it was just a great, it's a great time of year. Oh, that's right. First communion's coming up and everything, you know, it's just special. Oh, I love this time of year. And I've said this time and time again, I love confirmation. I love watching our young people present themselves because of all the crazy thoughts and things that they can do in their lives. Boy, when you watch them go and present themselves to the bishop, you go, oh, they're going to be just fine, I think. Well, it's wonderful to know that things are are just moving along, ready to move into these summer months. And as I said, you know, the month of May brings a lot of very special events dedicated to our Blessed Mother. You know, many parishes celebrated a May crowning. Is that something that you do there at St. Rose of Lima? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a beautiful tradition. Um, We've started doing it at the first school mass of the month of May. And usually the first communion class comes and they crown Our Lady and we start with this uh, crowning before Mass. And then we celebrate our our first Mass of the month of May, uh, honoring Mary as our mother and uh, and preparing to celebrate Mother's Day to honor our mothers really well. I love the quote of Maximilian Colby. He said, uh, never be afraid of loving our Blessed Mother too much because you can never love her as much as Jesus did. Mm. And uh, so that's just a great tone to have in our hearts that the kids set for for the entire parish. Well, I just I think that's absolutely beautiful. We could never love Our Lady as much as our Lord does. And yet she is also such a beautiful role model and reminder. She, I think, loves us, too, that just as much as Christ loves us. And it's never ends with her. Our dedication and our love and our prayers never end with Mary. She is constantly pointing us to her son, the way that she sat with the apostles in the upper room at the foot of the cross. And so also during this month of May, as I said, we're dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
Well, it is kind of the end and the culmination of Christ's life on earth. Forty days after his death and resurrection, Christ, as he said he would, ascended and returned to the Father. So the Feast of the Ascension coming up. So first for our listeners, we know that both Jesus ascended, Mary was assumed. So just in that little technicality, remind our listeners the difference between the two. Well, I think the the big difference is ascended is kind of on his own power. He's a part of the Godhead, right? He he ascends into heaven, rises up to go to the Father. Assumed is not something that Mary did on her own, uh, but it's the reward. It's what God did for her. Um, she doesn't ascend on her own. God assumes her into heaven, body and soul, incorrupt, and um, and and it's the reward of her trust in him, um, not her own power. Jesus is finally going to where he always was, like seated at the right hand of the Father um, for all eternity. Well, Father Matt, something interesting then, you know, we can relate very much to the Blessed Virgin Mary through her humanity. And Christ, while fully human, fully divine, also makes it a little difficult for us to go, well, of course, he ascended, but we like Someday, you know, in our own future, in the second coming, we will be assumed. So how do we relate to the ascension? I mean, what does it speak to us? Because, well, we're watching God ascend and it feels like, well, he's he's leaving us. Yeah, I I think that that is a, a real thing. I think the power of the ascension is uh, Jesus always knew where he belonged, what he was made for. And we often forget that. And when the chance came, like he came to earth because he loved the father, right? The father is basically saying like, who will go and get my people back for me? And Jesus is like, I will go for love of the father. He loves us like the father loves us, right? He, he showed visibly in the flesh, the father's love for us, even mm-hmm. To the giving up of his life. And when the father says, your mission is done, come back. He's, he doesn't say, no, no, that's not my home. That's not really what I want. I've created something better here. He's like, of course, I'm going to go to the right hand because that's that's where I'm made for. And so often we fall in love with this life and this life is wonderful. It's good, but we're made to be with him always too. Mm-hmm. And um, so the fact that Jesus had this uh holy indifference or this detachment from from earthly things because he knew the the true reality was in heaven um that gives us that gives us a strength and hope to let go of some of the things that we hold on to some of us hold on to possessions some of us hold on to status some of us hold on to whatever or i wouldn't ever want to lose that or i don't want to not be with my family anymore well we're going, if we've put our faith and trust in the Lord, we're going to where we'll never be separated forever. Mm. Um, that's that's going to be wonderful. And so I, I think that's one of the great gifts Jesus gave us in letting us see his ascension is that he lets us know that we have this time in this life to choose to love him, to choose to love our neighbor or not. And that's what leads us to our eternal home. And And when we get that chance to go to that eternal home, there's nothing we need to be afraid of. There's nothing that we need to think we're losing because we're going to gain everything. Now, oh, Father Matt Lee rejoining us today as we discuss the Feast of the Ascension, 40 days from the resurrection. Of course, that falls on a Thursday, Father Matt, but in our diocese, it's transferred to the Sunday. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes. I think in many dioceses across the United States in the in the late nineties, they uh um they took away Ascension Thursday um and celebrated on Sunday so that people wouldn't miss it. Um, you know, we have these holy days of obligation that um the church is like, you just can't miss. Mm-hmm. Like this is this one's so big, it's, you just can't miss. Sure. And I don't know what their reason was. Maybe maybe people were missing. <laughs> um, but this is a feast that we can't miss. And okay. so they they moved it um um in most dioceses across the United States. There's a handful of dioceses that still celebrate Ascension Thursday um on Thursday as a holy day of obligation. But for most of us, especially here in Portland, it's definitely the case. Um uh, we move it on Sunday so that we just don't miss this feast where the father longs to have mm. us back and that we freely choose to go and be with him. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And Father Matt, as you were just talking there a moment ago, I couldn't help but think and maybe feel a little bit for those apostles that were present that day. You know, they had been through a lot, of course, watching the the passion of our Lord, his crucifixion, his death, and then intermittently over the last 40 days, getting to spend time again with the Lord and then, well, gaze up to the skies to watch him ascend and leave them again. It must have left them in feeling a little bit lost and a little bit alone. But the Pentecost is coming, and I want to talk to you more about that. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? You bet. You bet. And it is 723 at Day Radio. David Abrunda with you on the Morning Blend. Well, one of the great ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. All the forms are right there, really quick and easy process, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Find it on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. God's seal. The Lord was pleased to endorse and confirm the teaching and rule of St. Francis, not only by miraculous signs, but also by the marks of his own stigmata, so that no true believer could possibly question them on external or internal evidence. And in his goodness, God was pleased to affix his own seal to the rule and teaching of St. Francis, who had never presumed to teach or write anything other than what he received from the Lord. And he himself testifies, it was God who revealed to him the entire rule. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. 
These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 726 at Mater Day Radio, and Portland area bridges could be going up. We'll tell you why in the news. And did the Blessed Virgin Mary watch with the apostles as her son ascended to heaven? Well, there is some speculation. I'll have an answer for you coming up in three minutes. Here is the thirsting and footsteps. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I see my footsteps in the sand. I'm all alone and I'm wondering who I am.
That is The Thirsting and Footsteps. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, after a lengthy negotiation process and in spite of public backlash, the Catholic Church's Order of the Holy Sepulchre has decided to award Bill Gates' Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts chain a contract for a new luxury hotel, Justice Stone's throw from St. Peter's Basilica. Now, in a statement, the order said that on March 10th, an agreement was signed with the Fort Partners leasing the Palazzo di Domenico for hotel use under the management of the Four Seasons Group. Now, previously owned by the Jesuit order, the building now belongs to the Order of the Holy Sepulchre of Jerusalem, made up of roughly 30,000 knights and dames throughout the world dedicated to providing financial support to the church in the Holy Land. Now, until recently, the building was occupied by the family-run Hotel Columbus, which closed prior to COVID-19 pandemic. The only orders administrative offices have remained open. Now, once the public tender for the property was issued in 2020, well, the Four Seasons changed, emerged as a front runner with a 27-year, roughly $52.4 million contract to create a luxury hotel complete with a spa, gym, restaurant staffed by world-renowned chefs. Wow. Wow. So that's something. All right. Well, this could be somewhat of a hindrance for people needing to use the bridges to cross the Willamette River in the downtown Portland area. The Multnomah County Office of Transportation has sent out a message saying the Broadway, Burnside, Morrison, and Hawthorne bridges will be subject to more frequent bridge lifts due to high river levels. County will be staffing all the bridges all hours and days until the water levels subside which may be next week, hard to tell, of course. Okay. Uh, drivers, bicyclists, pedestrians, bus riders should expect delays when ships are passing through the channel. Autos may avoid delays by using the Markham or Fremont bridges since they don't have lifts. Uh, when the river levels are high, some types of watercraft that may not normally need a bridge to lift to sail along the Willamette River may need the extra clearance now because they're riding higher since exactly. the river's higher. A uh, heavy mountain snow melt due to increased temperatures has raised the levels of many rivers in the Pacific Northwest, which made me think, too, I, I haven't looked at the schedule, but uh, Fleet Week for the Rose Festival. Exact. That's coming up, That's, right, in a few weeks? Yeah, just a few weeks. So I'll, I'll look on the schedule on that because that's usually a bridge That issue. almost always yeah. opens up the bridges along the Willamette. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's the case this morning at the Columbia River at five, about 5.15. That bridge went up. The I-5 bridge went up. So yeah. uh, I'll have to note. I haven't noticed. You never can see the ships once you get over right. the uh, the bridge, once it comes back together. I was a ways back. But, uh, yeah, I wonder if uh, that's going to affect the Columbia as well. 
Well, a missing 19-year-old is presumed to have drowned after being swept out to the Columbia River early Wednesday afternoon, according to the Hood River Sheriff's Department. As of Tuesday evening, the Hood River Sheriff's Department, U.S. Coast Guard, and local tribal agencies had yet to recover the missing teen's body. Now, around 1.15, Hood River reported receiving a call regarding a teen that went missing after jumping off the bridge of the gods footbridge between the boat launch area and Thunder Island with the group. He got swept out from those waters and out to the Columbia River. Now, Air Station Astoria helicopter air crew and partnering agencies were assisting in the search for the teen in Cascade Locks, Oregon. The Coast Guard updated the public that local tribal agencies and personnel will continue to search for the missing teen, while the Coast Guard will hold off their search pending the development of new information. Mm. That water right there at the locks at the Bridge of the Gods runs so, so swiftly. Just so sad to hear that. Here's some pretty good pocketbook news for Oregonians who file taxes. Oregon's tax revenues have gone beyond state economists' predictions with nearly $1.9 billion more in tax receipts now expected in the current budget cycle that ends in June. The surge in anticipated tax receipts will also likely trigger a big increase in the state's kicker rebate the taxpayers would receive when they file their taxes next year. Yesterday, The Economist reported that the kicker had grown to $5.5 billion. That's up from $3.9 billion just three months ago. Economists warned last year that Oregon could enter a mild recession sometime this year. Still, Oregon received $310 million more than anticipated in personal income tax payments in the first quarter of the year. Uh, Brenda, I'm sorry you live in Washington State and just won't be receiving the uh, big check in the mail that we all get. No, get out of here. Where do I work? I pay my Oregon taxes for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. (laughs) You better share the wealth. Well, the roof of the Georgia Pacific paper mill in Camas caught fire Wednesday afternoon, according to the Camas Washougal Fire Department. Authorities say they believe the fire started in one of the paper machines traveled through a vent. And by the time crews arrived, officials say it was a second alarm fire. The fire affected a part of the building's roof, but the fire department brought the fire under control, cleared the scene within a couple of hours. No injuries were reported. Now, also, if you're living up north or heading up towards the Seattle area, you might be seeing a wall of smoke. Makes for an interesting sunrise, they said, up in Mm. that area yesterday and today in uh, Alberta. In British Columbia, Canada, there are 150 active wildfires burning. That smoke is starting to come down across the border and into uh, northern Washington also. Uh, I I believe what I I saw smoke in the air. I believe that was probably the Camas fire. Oh, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's all up there in the sky already. I know. Yeah, we'll have a story uh, next newscast about uh, climate and the temperatures. Mm, So kind of related to that. Uh, In sports, the Miami Heat are off to a great start in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. In the opening game last night in Boston, Heat beat the Celtics 123-116 to steal away the home court advantage. Yeah, Miami scored a a franchise playoff record 46 points in the third quarter to claim the lead after trailing by nine at the half. 
Jimmy Butler led the way with 35 points. Game two tomorrow in Boston. Tonight in Denver, it's game two of the Western Conference Finals. The Nuggets have a one to nothing lead over the Los Angeles Lakers. And in soccer, the Portland Timbers on the road last night played to a Zero to zero draw with Real Salt Lake. Uh, Portland has a home match on Saturday against Minnesota United. So today we celebrate Ascension Thursday. And the question was, was Mary present at the Ascension of Jesus? Well, Philip Kozlowski from Alatea points out the first chapter of Acts of the Apostle continues the story of Jesus' life and begins with his ascent into heaven. However, it isn't immediately clear who was there. Many wonder whether Mary, his mother, was present at the Ascension of Jesus. But he says the Bible does give us some clues. First of all, we can be safely deduced that the apostles were there and were witness to the ascension, because here's what it says in Acts 1, verse 13. When they entered the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, Jameson of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. Now, immediately after this verse comes a possible clue that takes place at Mary at the ascension of Jesus as well. And it says in the next verse, all these devoted themselves with one accord to prayer together with some women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. So the apostles were joined by women, including the Virgin Mary in the upper room. But was she there on Mount Olives? Well, there is no clear verse that says Mary was at the ascension of her son, but it is a pious tradition that she was there. And artists often paint the scene with Mary in the midst of the apostles looking up at her son. Now, this foreshadows the event of Pentecost, where the Bible does affirm that Mary was there. So if you think about it, wouldn't Jesus want to say one last goodbye to his mother? It makes logical sense, and we can also find some support in the Bible. Thinking of the scene in this way gives added emotion to the departure of Jesus, which must have been difficult to bear for everyone, especially Mary, who pondered all these things Mm. in her heart. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, one way that you can honor this Ascension Thursday today at 8 a.m., it is Adoration at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conceptions right here in Portland. From 8 a.m. all the way till 6.30, you can go in and adore Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. You can contact the parish to sign up for a regular hour or just come on by anytime. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her conversation with Father Matt Libra. They touch upon Pentecost right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Carmelite priest Father Christopher LaRocca as he prays the soul of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, heal me. Blood of Christ, drench me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. In your wounds, shelter me. From turning away, keep me. From the evil one, protect me. At the hour of my death, call me. Into your presence, lead me to praise you with all your saints forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the Spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree. But we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a pretty nice day again today. Mostly sunny skies. We'll be right up there in the mid-80s. And then tonight, some clouds roll in. Low of 58. And then probably see some morning clouds tomorrow as that uh, coastal clouds roll in. Still high of an 84. Currently, it is 62 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Portland. And down in Eugene, a little overcast. 55 degrees at St. Jude's Church. And I am back now with a wonderful Father Matt Libra. Now, Father Matt is the pastor of St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church. Of course, a wonderful school attached to it. The kids are getting ready to enjoy a summer vacation. Boy, Father Matt, it already feels like summer out there. Some temperatures are warming up for sure. You manage okay in the heat there at the school. The heat's not my favorite, but uh, (laughs) hopefully the Lord will be kind to us and keep it just cool enough. Just cool enough. Well, I think God smiles upon all of us here in the Pacific Northwest. I think our warm days and summer months are truly a blessing to all of us who live in the Pacific Northwest. So we look forward to... No better time to live here. That's right. This wonderful summer coming up. Well, Father Matt, uh, before we broke in our first half hour, we began discussing the Pentecost, the time that the God, Christ said, I will not leave you alone. I'll send the paraclete. But I've, these poor apostles, we were talking about them. They were lost and they were afraid. And then they got to be with our Lord again. And then he left them. So kind of maybe set the stage. Where were our apostles doing and the disciples that followed Jesus in these, uh, these days between the ascension and then into Pentecost? And what happened to them? Yeah, I, I, this is actually really powerful because like you were saying, like they must have been sad. And in fact, the scriptures tell us that and many, maybe many of us feel that like, you know, like, wouldn't it be great if Jesus is just here with me now, like physically, like the, All this, the, time. Like the apostles yes. knew him and just to walk around with him 
night and day for three years, you know, like, wouldn't that be awesome? And, and when Jesus ascended there, I, I think it's in Luke's gospel, when they talk about that, 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 that these angels appear and they say, men, men, of, men of Galilee, why are you downcast? And so they assumedly felt the same way we are. And they're, they're, but the angels are teaching us this new logic. Like, why would you be sad at this? Like, like what? So it, it causes us to, to, to our hearts to be moved a little bit like, hey, why am I sad? What, what, what am I missing here? And so then, of course, the 50th day, they're celebrating Pentecost, right? So they're, they're in this place of where they just got to enjoy the power of the Lord's resurrection. They walked with him. They appeared to them. He ate with them. Like, this is awesome. Like, you got this invincible, right. uh, you know, he's proven he's God and they get to walk with him for that 40 days. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And so they're in this kind of this holding pattern. But Jesus had told them, you know, uh, stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And then so they're gathering in the upper room. And, you know, all during this time, the, the apostles um, in, in Jesus, when Jesus was here on earth, they have these times of great, of great boldness and trust. And they have other times of like, you know, fleeing from the cross. Right. And they, they kind of have this back and forth. But they're scared again. They're back in that upper room. And I think an interesting thing is um, they were there gathered around Our Lady. Mm-hmm. And think of what this means for Our Lady. These are the guys that ran away when her son needed them most. But she didn't run away from them. And she became so much like her son. Her heart must have must have become so much like her son that they felt when we're scared, we can go to this person who the one left on earth who must have felt this betrayal the most, right? Our blessed mother. And so there they are gathering around Mary and then they're praying and the Holy Spirit comes down upon them like tongues of fire and a mighty rushing wind comes through. And like, this is a beautiful example and witness of our lady's receptivity And she taught them how to receive the Holy Spirit, right? Just like she received the Holy Spirit and at the incarnation, when, when, when at the, at the feast of the uh, Annunciation, when she received, she was so ready, so docile to the Lord. And she taught them that. So now they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're, they're clothed with this power from on high. As Jesus promised, the paraclete, the, the one who walks alongside, the advocate who, who speaks for them. And from that point on, their boldness, their courage, their fortitude, is th- these, these guys are changed. Like, go back and read Peter throughout all the Gospels, and then look at Peter in the Acts of the Apostles, or read the letters of First and Second Peter. Like, this dude is straight up, he's bold, he's changed. And the way he speaks, thousands of people come to know Jesus because of what he speaks. And he, and he says some hard words in there. He's like, remember, everybody, you killed Jesus. I mean, that's not politically oh, correct. You know, sure. like we don't say mean stuff like that. And but he's like, but that's an appeal to come. And so they're filled with this power and boldness and warmth for that same thing, Brenda. And some, maybe some of us are scared and we don't know how to live our faith. We believe in Jesus. We we believe he's God, but at the same time, we're struggling. Like, is he here? Is he really here with us? And and if if you talk to most people, they they understand praying to the Father, they understand praying to Jesus, mm-hmm. 
But if they had to say the Holy Spirit is probably their weakest relationship of the, of the Holy Trinity is it's probably what most people would say. Um, at least that's my experience. And, uh, and yet when we have this, this relationship with the Holy Spirit, that is the spirit of Christ in us, something changes when we think with the mind and heart of Christ, which the Holy Spirit allows us to do when his Holy Spirit is working through us, we receive a real anointing. We receive this real awareness of his presence walking alongside us. And I think a lot of people that I know have had difficult moments in their life. And all of a sudden this word came or this feeling of power beyond their own strength, this, this, this ability to endure what they didn't think they could get through comes. And that's that Holy Spirit for us where we find ourselves speaking um, and we're like, how did I even say that? Mm. Um, and, and it's, it's the Holy spirit. And so that's the promise of the father for us that we're now meant to live lives in the Holy spirit. We're, we're meant to share that communion that just was like Christ walking on when he walked on the earth always. And that's for us. I think that's a, I think it's a powerful um, mystery to wrestle with. No doubt. But boy, Father Matt, with those words, I feel like, yes, I'm ready to to take it on and and be bold for the Lord. You know, when you talk about the descent of the Holy Spirit that happened in the upper room on that Pentecost, is that the same experience that you just said that your young people experienced confirmation recently? Is that what is happening to them? Are they similarly in that upper room, you know, with the apostles awaiting the descent of the Holy Spirit? with the bishop laying hands on them that's exactly it that's exactly and that's what we're all praying for and we pray that for all of our young people um to receive well and we're just asking god to keep his promise again and he loves to be asked to keep his promises um but then i think it was faustus of riez in a homily um in in the the one thousands and he says Confirmation is rover ut punyam. That is the strength so as to fight, the strength so as to engage in living the faith. And that's exactly what our young people receive, that these, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that the fruits of the Holy Spirit may be ever more abundant in their lives. But we, all of us who are confirmed, receive this power from on high that gives us the, the grace so as to live our Christian lives in this world where our strength alone cannot, cannot endure. I love it. Oh, these gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. Let us not leave them in our toolbox, but actually get them out and use them to change the world. And we know that Portland, well, that's an area that needs our light. Father Matt, wow, thank you for such an inspirational discussion. I can't let our conversation end today without asking, will you please end us in prayer and your blessing? You bet. Um, I think it was St. I'll, I'll use it, steal a prayer from St. Bernard of Clairvaux, but he always would pray to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit comes where he's welcomed, invited, and loved. And so now we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. You are invited here. And you are loved here. Overwhelm each listener who hears this segment today. Overwhelm them, even those who didn't hear. Overwhelm them with the power of your love, the power of your call, uh, the power of your holy gifts coursing through them to change the world. 
Take away all fear and instill in us that perfect love. Give us the courage to follow Christ in every circumstance and in every situation we face. Please, Lord, bless the ministry of Mater Day Radio. Bless Brenda, her family. Bless all those who are hearing with this new holy boldness and this holy indifference that we do not have to cling to the things of earth, but that we can run to the Father in the Holy Spirit. We ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Matt Libra, thank you so very much for your time today. God bless you. You work all of the people there at St. Rose of Lima. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Brenda. God bless you all. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Thursday morning. Gosh, it's always great to hear from Father Matt, oh, isn't it? I got done talking with Father Matt, and I just felt like I was full of the Holy <laughs> yeah, Spirit. Yeah. He is incredibly inspirational. It is. Great, great prayer there at the end. So thanks, Father. Always great to have you on the air with us. Have you downloaded the free Hail Mary Media app yet? If not, really encourage you to do so. Go back and listen to Father Matt, in fact, through the Hail Mary Media app. Just go to our website. The link is right there on the front page. Click on that. It'll give you all the information about how to download the Hail Mary Media app. As have, what did we say, around 2,200? 2,200, yes. Folks have already done it so far, so thank you. And again, it'll give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. Sign up for customized prayer reminders. And, of course, listen to many podcasts on the Hail Mary Media app. Find all the details again on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 
It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio and some new numbers on climate change. We'll tell you about it in the news. And he asked for God to send him angels and what he got were Boy Scouts. I'll tell you more about this after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saints. Leaders of men are tragically often remembered for their misdeeds rather than their good deeds. Those who have power often fear losing that power. And in that fear, they do terrible things. But not every king is a tyrant, as proven by today's saint, Eric IX of Sweden. Eric's life, much like the period in which he lived, was not very well documented. He was born in Sweden around the year 1120 or a little later. But if there were records in his earlier years committed to writing, none have survived to the present day. His reign as king of Sweden, though, not as well chronicled as we might hope, at least stood the test of time, though the lines between legend and history may be blurred in some cases. By and large, Eric was remembered in his time as an intelligent and righteous ruler. He was known for amassing a collection of all the ancient laws and codes of his kingdom and putting them together in one work, which became known as King Eric's Law. He was also remembered for his generosity, kindness, and faith. He spent a great deal of time in prayer, showed concern and care for those who were suffering, and often distributed alms to the poor. A popular part of his legend states that Eric went to a crusade against Finland, which at the time was pagan. The full extent of his campaign isn't clear, but a surviving statement from Pope Alexander III suggests that the Finns constantly went back and forth between accepting Christianity and violently persecuting Christians, depending on whether or not there was an army on their doorstep. While Eric was considered by many to be a great and worthy ruler, he was still a king, and there were those who, for various reasons, wanted to see him removed. Chief among these were Magnus II, one of several men who claimed a right to the throne of Sweden. In the year of 1160, on the Feast of the Ascension, Eric was attending Mass, where he was informed that Magnus had assembled a large force and was marching toward him. Despite the apparent threat on his life, he would not leave in the middle of the celebration and remained until Mass was over. He then took what few guards he had and met Magnus's force, marching ahead of his own men. His enemies surrounded him and pulled him from his horse. They struck repeatedly while he was on the ground with weapons and taunts before he was finally beheaded. Having killed Eric, Magnus now ruled over the large part of Sweden, but his kingship would be brief and fruitless, lasting only a year. The Swedes soon rose up in rebellion and killed him. Eric was buried in the old Uppsala church, where he had gone to mass just before his death. His son, Canute, spearheaded the movement in celebrating him as a martyr, and he is to this day venerated as the patron saint of Sweden. His likeness can be found on the coat of arms in the capital of Stockholm. Eric's reign lasted only four short years, but he was considered a hero to many and remains a symbol of wise and virtuous kingship. His life shows us that power and influence doesn't have to end in corruption for those who wield it. By clinging to the guiding principles of the faith, a leader can become a good shepherd, walking ahead of his flock and guiding them to safety. St. Eric of Sweden, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. Pope Francis offered his condolences Thursday after at least nine people died in devastating floods in northeastern Italy. The Pope sent a condolence telegram to Cardinal Matteo Azuppi, the Archbishop of Bologna, after intense rainfall across the Italian region of Emilia-Romagna caused several flooding, severe flooding and landslides. 
Now, thousands have been evacuated from the worst hit areas, which include Ravenna, a city famous for its Catholic churches, 6th century Byzantine mosaics. According to local officials, some parts of the region received nearly 20 inches of rain in 36 hours. Now, this heavy rain caused 23 rivers across the region to burst their banks, 120 landslides. And Catholic bishops in Emilia-Romagna have called for the region to remain united in the face of the emergency and committed to doing everything necessary to collaborate with relief efforts to aid those in need. Zupi has asked for priests to notify Caritas of emergency situations that need to be addressed. You know, I saw, too, that the uh, very popular Formula One auto race, they had to cancel that. It was supposed to be in Italy this weekend. Due to rain. Yeah, yep. Yep. And Didn't I know it. my mom and dad who are traveling to southern Italy, they said that they've been looking at weather reports and they were going to be getting some rain while they were yeah. there too. Well, global temperatures are set to soar to record levels in the next five years and exceed the key climate threshold of 1.5 degrees Celsius for the first time. That prediction coming yesterday from the Word World Meteorological Organization as it warned, humanity is entering uncharted territory that will impact our health, food, and water security, and the environment. Global temperatures have soared in recent years as the world continues to burn planet-warming fossil fuels like coal, oil, and gas, and that trend shows no sign of slowing. In its annual climate update, the WMO said that between 2023 and 2027, there is now a 66% chance that the planet's temperature will climb above the threshold of warming above pre-industrial levels for at least one year. The report stated that the chance of temporarily exceeding 1.5 degrees Celsius has risen steadily since 2015 when the WMO put the chance of breaching this threshold at close to zero. Wow. Quite the change. Well, the Pacific fleet of buoys is getting an upgrade, and those are the buoys that help forecasters determine what the ocean conditions are like. Now, this upgrade is coming at a great time because they also monitor El Nino and La Nina weather patterns. Now, a group of researchers with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration are about to outfit dozens of buoys to better track ocean conditions and weather patterns out in the Pacific. Now, the new upgrade is going to involve a system of 55 buoys scattered around the ocean called TAO, and that's the Tropical Observing System NOAA uses to track conditions. For the first time in decades, they are also going to be outfitting the buoys to better help forecasters determine ocean temperatures like La Nina, which is what we've been seeing here in the Pacific Northwest for the last three years, with cooler and wetter weather. Now, Karen Grissom with the National Buoy Data Center said an El Nino weather pattern Mm -hmm. already setting up. So I've heard, yeah, they've been talking about that and what that's going to mean for our weather as well. Well, not great timing here. The popular Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall in downtown Portland has lost its air conditioning. Metro reports that at the end of April, the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning system at the Schnitz abruptly failed. The failure totally unexpected and repairs were unsuccessful, meaning a total replacement 
is needed. Yeah, officials are hoping that can be done within six months, but that's dependent on supply chain issues and other factors. So Metro has rented a temporary cooling system to try to help, but some events have been moved to other venues, including the Oregon Symphony that was relocated to the Keller Auditorium. Now, other previously scheduled events at the Schnitzer have been moved this week. For example, actor Tom Hanks will now appear at the Keller tonight rather than the Schnitzer to discuss his new novel, The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece. Wow, Tom Hanks in town today. In in town, yeah. It'd be fun to listen to him because, I mean, he's been in so many iconic movies, Forrest Gump, uh, I mean, you name it, there's been a bunch. So it'd be, it'd be fun to listen to them. Oh, absolutely. Well, Seattle residents woke up to a red sunrise on Wednesday and Thursday with the arrival of unseasonably early wildfire smoke. Luckily, the smoke won't affect air quality here, the National Weather Service said. Now, the smoke hanging over the northern half of Washington is drifting in from Alberta and British Columbia in Canada, where about 150 active wildfires are burning. Now, Calgary smoke plumes have been carried into the 48 states through the jet streams in recent weeks from the northern Rockies all the way to the east coast. Now, though our northern neighbors are seeing air quality that is among the worst in the world, smoke locally is not likely to reach the surface or affect air quality here. Now, suspended several thousand feet in the atmosphere, smoke was expected to linger at least through early Thursday and will be cleared out by southwesterly winds on Friday. Mm. So, and then, of course, I saw the smoke yesterday from that Camas fire, too. So, God boy, Uh, it's sad to hear that many. I think, David, didn't you say you had read that we'd sent some firefighters up to Canada? Yeah, some Oregon firefighters went up there. In sports, college baseball's weekend three-game series gets started a day early, at least for the D1 schools in Oregon. And all have, uh, really, they have postseason aspirations. University of Portland wraps up West Coast Conference play at San Francisco this afternoon at 1 o'clock. Pilots are hoping to nail down one of the top seeds in their conference tournament that begins next week. In Pac-12 action, University of Oregon travels to Utah. Their first game gets underway at 5.30 this evening. And Oregon State has completed its conference schedule and will host Western Carolina. Their first game tonight as well, also at 5.30. Well, in the summer of 2017, Eric Valentine recalled that he was volunteering with an Eastern Oregon Boy Scout troop when they encountered a group of rafters in need of assistance. Now, six years later, the 80-year-old retired judge and former scoutmaster was the one in desperate need of help, and the Boy Scouts showed up. Now, Valentine was hiking along Hell's Canyon in early May and taking photographs when he lost his balance and fell 60 feet down the slope while trying to get a milkweed plant off his boot, mm. according to a Boy Scout of America news release. Now, Boise firefighter's wife spotted Valentine crawling and was able to flag down a group of members from Eagles Boy Scout Troop 77 who were out canoeing on the Snake River. The troop, along with former Boise firefighter Steve Rasselu, tended to Valentine until he could be transported to a nearby Idaho powerboat. Now, the assistance came after Troop 77 Assistant Scoutmaster Nate Bondolid used his satellite phone to make the emergency call. Now, the troop members wrapped gauze around Valentine's head, gave him water, and used a towel to support his head in case he had spinal injury. 
An Idaho power personnel transported Valentine to the Copper Trailhead area by boat, and it was flat enough there for a helicopter land. He was then taken to St. Al's. Now, in an interview, Valentine said, I asked God to send angels, and he sent me Boy Scouts. Nice. Now, Valentine is recovering from surgery, but said he is expected to head home to La Grande, Oregon very soon. Now, during the roughly 30-minute visit, Valentine joked that he was fully prepared for his hike, like a Boy Scout should be. Sure. Except he didn't bring a buddy. Ah. Yeah. He said, what are the chances there'd be a Boy Scout troop from Eagle, Idaho? Valentine asked. Well, he said, that's almost impossible, but not with God. Nice. Great story. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. They all deserve a, a, a merit badge. badge. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 9 a.m. is the weekly Catholic in Recovery meeting at St. Matthew's Parish Hall in Hillsboro. Catholic in Recovery is now meeting at St. Matthew's Parish Hall in Hillsboro every Saturday. These are available to anyone dealing with any kind of addiction or unhealthy attachment. And used in connection with faithful practice of the sacraments, there's great spiritual fruit in these meetings. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, you're going to hear about a wonderful program from the Blanchet House, and you will do so right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matredayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. 
From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Matre Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Matre Day Radio's live broadcasts, podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatraDayRadio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 8.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, we had another 90-degree day yesterday, making it five 90-degree days and above for the month of May. Now, while it will be warm again today, we begin that slide back to more typical temperatures for this time of year. So highs today getting us to about 85 degrees under partly sunny skies. Then overnight, we stay in the lower 60s. Then tomorrow, back to the mid-80s. Now, looking ahead to the weekend, we hit into the upper 70s by Saturday. Cooling down a bit. Currently 55 degrees at Regis St. Mary Schools in Staten. And it is 60 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church up in Battleground. Well, as we roll into the spring and summer, many folks are out working in their gardens, planting vegetables, tending to their flowers, or maybe even they have a few animals they're taking care of. The same holds true for the men at the Blanche Farm. It's a special place that brings peace to those who encounter the land there. Give us some insight into the farm program is the executive director of the Blanche House in Northwest Portland, Scott Kerman, and he joins us this morning. Great to talk with you, Scott. Always good to talk to you, David. Good morning to you and Brenda and to everybody listening today. Well, I first, as we as we talk about the Blanche Farm, I, I guess first just give our listeners kind of an overview of the farm, where it's at, and the lay of the land out there. Oh, yeah, thank you. I love talking about the farm because there are a lot of people in this community, even if they're well aware of Blanche House and and the amazing service that we provide in downtown Portland, um, don't always know that we have this farm uh, program out in Carleton, Oregon, which is just outside of Newburgh. It really is a -a one-of-a-kind program. Um, There are maybe one or two other programs like it in the country, and that is a farm-based program that helps people with addiction recover from that addiction. And um, what the magic of the farm is that uh, the environment is beautiful. Um, Anybody who's been out in in Yamhill County knows just how idyllic it can be. It's quiet and peaceful, but they also get to work the farm. They get to care for our animals and they get to tend to our gardens and trees and uh, fruit gardens and vegetable gardens. It it really is a special place. Yeah. how, How many acres out on the farm? Do you know? Yeah, we have about 60 acres. Wow. We have we have a lot of property. Now, a lot of that is um, wooded. Uh, we have a lot of timber there. Uh, we have a small little pond. And um, but and we also have a lot of fee, uh, fields that provide, you know, hay for our program and, and for for other uh, program, other farms in, in the community. We have a great relationship uh, with a lot of farmers in, in Yamhill County and, and around our location. Uh, that's wonderful. I don't know how long the farm has been out there, because obviously the Blanche House has, has been around for decades. Is the farm that old as well? Yeah, the farm is, is just uh, 10 years junior. Uh, we, we purchased that property in 1962. 
Uh, and, you know, and the farm has gone through a number of different iterations over that, that those years, but um, what it's really become is a program designed to help men with addiction. So we run it um, as a 12-step program. We have AA and NA meetings. Um, we are very connected to the recovery community and the AA community in Yamhill County. And um, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind, again, a one-of-a-kind program because it's, it's a peer-supported community. It's, it's men with addiction supporting other men with addiction. And uh, our farm manager there, Ross, who's, who's been with the farm for more than a decade, started as a resident. He was in the program, uh, and it just turned his life around, and he's such a, a capable and authentic leader of this program. No, it's wonderful. And in fact, looking at the website, again, you can go to blanchehouse.org and you have a whole section on the Blanche farm. You get a chance to see some wonderful photos there and, and read a little bit more about the program at the Blanche farm. And it really is broad-based. I, I mean, you're talking in looking woodworking, animal care, beekeeping, gardening. I mean, it's it's really amazing. It, 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 there are so many different aspects to the experience that guys can have. Um, the beekeeping program, we have an a, a amateur beekeeper. Uh, her name is Katie, and um, she came to us um, about two, uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, and uh, we worked together to start this amazing beekeeping program. And, and what an experience it is. I'll, I'll tell you, David, you're not getting me in the bee suit. <laughs> Um, I, I, no way. I'm too chicken. Um, but what an opportunity for, for these guys to really gain confidence yeah. and to learn some, you know, some important skills. I mean, beekeeping is truly an art and a science, and we produce um, honey, and it's, it's delicious. Um, the, the wood shop gives them an opportunity, uh, whether they have experience uh, with woodcrafts or not, um, to be creative. And it's really about, you know, boredom is deadly. For right. people with addiction, mm. and so it's about it's about keeping them busy, giving them things to do, giving them new experiences, giving them creative outlets, and again, it's the opportunity to care for our animals. I should say we we don't we don't slaughter any of our animals. Right. They are only there for therapeutic purposes. We have pigs and chickens and goats, um, other animals as well, and uh, it's 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 such a magical experience for for our program uh, residents to care for these animals and develop those relationships with the animals. Uh, that's fantastic. We're speaking with Cot- Scott Kerman. He's the executive director at the Blanche House in Northwest Portland about the Blanche Farm. Now, tell me, I understand you're going through a fundraising project and doing some upgrades to the farm. What's happening out there? Well, I've just spent a few minutes telling everybody how magical and wonderful the farm is, and this week I tore it all down. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> I go. I mean, I'm being facetious, sure. but we did. We, we demolished the dormitory and program and living facility um, that had been in place since the 1960s. Uh, we frankly, we ran out of duct tape. We yes. really couldn't keep it together anymore. Um, but don't worry, we still have residents there. We've set up a nice temporary um, you know, facility for them um, to continue to live and, and to, uh, uh, to uh, participate in our program. But we're building a brand new 14,000 square foot dormitory and program facility. And it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be such a dignified and vibrant and, and trauma-informed place for the, the men in this program 
to live and to um, really work on their recovery. Uh, that is fantastic. So are you taking donations? Can people help? Yeah, we, 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 are, we are running a capital campaign. Um, this project is going to probably, when it's all said and done, run us about $9 million. So it's not a small venture at all. And, uh, and so we're raising, we're raising that funding. We're not receiving any, any state or county funding um, in support of this effort. And so this is going to be like pretty much everything we do. Right. Um, thanks to the generosity of people in, in our community, we've already received um, some amazing donations from um, foundations. We have something very exciting. We have a, a, um, a very generous grant from um, PGE to create a solar farm. Wow. Um, and so the new, the new building will be uh, about 90% solar electric. Oh, that is wonderful. So again, if you're interested and you want to learn more, go to the Blanchet House's website. It's blanchethouse.org. There's an opportunity to donate there. You can see information about the farm. Again, a wonderful program, some great photographs and information about the farm. Scott, great to learn more about it. All the best with the farm, the capital campaign. I know it's going to go fantastic. I appreciate that, David. Uh, oh, you know, we'll have to have you out there and, uh, and, and, and come visit our animals. I'll get in that bee suit. Okay, okay. That's, uh, you hear that, Brenda? That's, I'm that's coming. I want to see the pig. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Scott Kerman, Executive Director of the Blanchet House, Northwest Portland's Old Town. Great to talk with you, Scott. God bless. God bless you as well. And it is 822 here at Mater Day Radio. That would be a great afternoon it to would go be. visit up yeah. there. What incredible work they're doing. You know, I've heard some of the stories about the men who are up there and how literally it has transformed their mm. lives. Ross, the director of the farm, just one example. Oh, love it. Well, if in any way you are able to support them, please check out more information at the Blanche House webpage. In fact, on the podcast of the interview that you just listened to, I'll include the links. You're going to find the, that podcast on materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. There's power in hope, and Jesus is love's answer to our hope. I'm Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer for the Archdiocese of Portland, inviting you to join us in bringing the good news of the hope and love of Jesus to the world through the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. There are nearly 400,000 Catholics in the Archdiocese, and the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal is critical to supporting those who need us, those who depend on us. For this generation and those to come, you have the power to help transform lives. One single generous moment can make all the difference. Please prayerfully support the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal this year. Learn more about how your gift will help bring the love and hope of Jesus Christ to Western Oregon. Visit JesusChangesEverything.Church to discover more about the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. That's JesusChangesEverything.Church. 
What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio and the Oregon tax kicker, it's getting bigger. We'll have the details in the news. And Bill Gates plans on setting up a luxury hotel just a block away from the Vatican. But the public backlash is questioning such a decision. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is the Vigil Project and Always Faithful. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Before you split the sea, you were leading. the dawn, you chase darkness with the sun, cause your love is sure, you're always faithful, always faithful, you are the love that will endure, all of your promises are sure, you're everlasting, you're never failing. Even before we knew your love, you gave your life for all of us. You are faithful. Oh, you're always faithful.
Fridays, the Vigil Project, and always faithful. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news of this hour, after a lengthy negotiation process and in spite of public backlash, the Catholic Church's Order of the Holy Sepulchre has decided to award Bill Gates Four Seasons Hotels and Resort Chain a contract for a new luxury hotel, well, just a stone's throw from St. Peter's Basilica. In a statement, the order said that on March 10th, an agreement was signed with the Fort Partners Group leasing the Palazzo di Domenico for hotel use under the management of the Four Seasons Group. Now, previously owned by the Jesuit order, the building now belongs to the Order of the Holy Sepulchre of Jerusalem, made up of roughly 30,000 knights and dames throughout the world, dedicating to provided financial support to the church in the Holy Land. Now, until recently, the building was occupied by the family-run Hotel Columbus, which closed prior to COVID-19 pandemic. Only the order's administrative offices remained open. Now, once the public tender for the property was issued in 2020, well, the Four Seasons chain emerged as a front runner with a 27-year, roughly $52.4 million contract to create a luxury hotel complete with a spa, gym, and restaurant staffed by world-renowned chefs. You ever stayed at a Four Seasons? Never. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Not that I can recall. I don't even know. I don't know where the closest one would be to our Uh, Well, I'm sure Seattle Seattle must have one. San Francisco probably has one also. All right. Well, I'll go to the one in Italy. That sounds like... I I think I'd like to be... That would be my first one. Well, this could be somewhat of a hindrance for people needing to use the bridges to cross the Willamette River in downtown Portland. The Multnomah County Office of Transportation has sent out a message saying the Broadway, Burnside, Morrison, and Hawthorne bridges will be subject to more frequent bridge lifts due to high river levels. county will be staffing all the bridges all hours and days until water levels subside, which may be early next week. I don't quite know for sure. So drivers, bicyclists, pedestrians, and bus riders should expect delays when ships are passing through the channel. Now, autos may avoid delays by using the Markham or Fremont bridges since they don't have lifts. So when river levels are high, some types of watercraft that may not normally need a bridge to lift to sail through the Willamette may need that extra clearance with the high water. Heavy mountain snow melt due to increased temperatures has raised the levels of many rivers in the Pacific Northwest. You got to experience a bridge lift this morning yourself. This morning coming in on the morning commute, it is so rare that that happens. I I told you, I think I could count on one hand the number of times the bridge has gone up on my morning commute. It just doesn't happen very often, so I don't tend to check my uh, traffic map before I head out. In this case, the I-5 bridge. That's the I-5 bridge. Please, please, (laughs) the powers that be that are creating that new bridge, we don't need more lifts there. Yes. Well, the roof of the Georgia Pacific paper mill in Camas caught fire on Wednesday afternoon, according to the Camas Washougal Fire Department. Authorities say they believe the fire started in one of the paper machines and traveled through a vent. Now, by the time crews arrived, officials say it was a second alarm fire. The fire 
affected part of the building's roof, but fire departments brought the fire under control and cleared the scene within a couple of hours, and no injuries were reported. Uh, that's good. Yep, I believe this was the fire that was causing some uh, little haze. You could tell that oh, there yeah. was fire smoke uh, in the air. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I was driving just right up 205, mm-hmm. heading home later in the afternoon, and yeah, Scott goes, that's smoke in the air. Right. Well, that's the cause, I believe. All right. Hey, here's some pretty good pocketbook news for Oregonians who file taxes. Oregon's tax revenues have gone beyond the state economist's predictions with nearly $1.9 billion more in tax receipts now expected in the current budget cycle that ends in June. The surge in anticipated tax receipts will also likely trigger a big increase in the state's kicker rebate the taxpayers would receive when they file their taxes next year. Yesterday, The Economist reported that the kicker had grown to $5.5 billion. That's up from $3.9 billion just three months ago. Now, economists warned last year that Oregon could enter a mild recession sometime this year. Still, Oregon received $310 million more than anticipated in personal income tax payments in the first quarter of the year. Wow, that is that's going to make for a pretty big kicker on your yeah, taxes yeah. next so, year. I don't know how it all break down and if they give it all away, but still, yeah, it's better than going the other direction. For sure. Well, the Pacific fleet of buoys is getting an upgrade, and those are the buoys that help forecasters determine what the ocean conditions are like. This upgrade is coming at a great time because they also monitor El Nino and La Nina weather patterns. Now, a group of researchers with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration are about to outfit dozens of buoys to better track ocean conditions and weather patterns out in the Pacific Ocean. The new upgrade is going to involve a system of 55 buoys scattered around the ocean called Tau. And that's the tropical observing system NOAA uses to track conditions. And for the first time in decades, they are also going to be outfitting the buoys to better help forecasters determine ocean temperatures like La Nina, which is what we have been seeing here in the Pacific Northwest the last three years with cooler and wetter weather. Now, Karen Grissom with the National Buoy Data Center said an El Nino weather pattern already setting up Mm -hmm. so that means uh warmer winter i think so less rain yeah or more rain in some some locations yeah okay you know this time of year my mini fridge gets an upgrade with some buoys (laughs) (laughs) i bet it does yes it does indeed uh in sports uh, miami heat off to a great start in the nba eastern conference finals opening game last night in boston the heat beat the celtics 123 to 116 to steal away the home court advantage miami scored a franchise playoff record 46 points in the third quarter to claim the lead after trailing by nine at the half jimmy butler led the way with 35 points game two tomorrow in boston tonight in denver it's game two of the western conference finals the nuggets have a one to nothing lead over the Los Angeles Lakers and in soccer Portland Timbers on the road last night played a zero to zero draw with Real Salt Lake Portland has a home match on Saturday against Minnesota United 
Was Mary present at the ascension of Jesus? Well, Philip Kozlowski from Alatea points out the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles continues the story of Jesus' life and begins with his ascent into heaven. However, it isn't immediately clear who was there, and many have wondered whether Mary, his mother, was present at the ascension of Jesus. Well, the Bible does give us some clues. First of all, it can be safely deduced that the apostles were there and were witness to the ascension. <clears throat> it says when they entered the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, Simon, the zealot and Judas, son of James. Then immediately after that verse comes the clue that places Mary at the ascension as well, where it says, all these devoted themselves with one accord to prayer together with some women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. So the apostles were joined by women, including the Virgin Mary in the upper room. But was she there at the ascension? Well, there's no clear verse that says Mary was at the ascension of her son, but it is a pious tradition that she was there. And artists often paint the scene with Mary in the midst of the apostles looking up at her son. Now, this foreshadows the event of Pentecost, where the Bible does affirm that Mary was there. So if you think about it, wouldn't Jesus want to say one last goodbye to his mother? It makes logical sense. And we can also find some support in the Bible. Now, thinking of the scene in this way gives added emotion to the departure of Jesus, which have, must have been difficult to bear for everyone, especially Mary, who pondered all these things in her heart. Mm -hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On May 26 at 630, it is Catholic Social Teaching on Tap happening at the Tiger Tap House. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? We'll join in for socializing and conversation about social justice through the lens of our Catholic Social Teaching. They ask you to please RSVP and you can find the details on this and other event. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, coming right up, Dina Marie and Father Kabicki join us talking about a Miriam pilgrimage. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. 
talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It is 8.42 here at Mater Day Radio. While it's warm again today, we begin that slide back to more typical temperatures for this time of year. So highs today getting us to about 85 degrees under partly sunny skies. Overnight, we stay in the lower 60s. Then tomorrow, back to the mid 80s. But as we look ahead to the weekend, we hit the upper 70s on Saturday. Even a little cooler than that on Sunday. So uh, it's, uh, again, beginning that slide down. Mm-hmm. 63 degrees at Holy Trinity Church in Beaverton. And it is also 63 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments with a Marian Pilgrimage Moment on Mater Day Radio. While I'm continuing my Marian pilgrimage tour with Father James Kubicki, Father's been taking us to various Marian sites here in the United States, particularly in his home state of Wisconsin. And looking at one of the beautiful shrines out in La Crosse is to our dedicated to Our Lady of Guadalupe. I know our local archbishop loves this place. He's part of the board of directors, uh, His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. So he's said uh, many beautiful things about this. So welcome back, Father James. Thanks for taking us around and, and exploring our Blessed Mother in this month of May. Oh, thank you, Dina Marie. It's fun. And I'd love if a group of, of pilgrims ever come and, and come to Milwaukee near Holy Hill, uh, which we talked about last time, I'd be happy to, if I'm around, uh, be a tour guide. Well, we would love that. We would love that. Many people know about Our Lady of Guadalupe, and here in the United States, we have a shrine dedicated to her, and I've seen the pictures, gone through some of the chapels. It's absolutely beautiful. Give us a little background, because Cardinal Raymond Burke, this is this is really out of his heart and his love for Our Lady to bring this to pilgrims. Um, tell us the story. Sure. You know, there are a number of shrines, places of pilgrimage to Our Lady of Guadalupe. I know on her feast day in December, a big group gathers in Des Plaines, Illinois, outside Chicago. But in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is right on the Mississippi River, western part of Wisconsin, in 1995, Raymond Burke became bishop. Father Raymond Burke became Bishop Raymond Burke of La Crosse. And he, in the shortly after he was made Bishop of La Crosse, declared his intention to have a shrine in La Crosse. He wanted to have a shrine, and he chose Our Lady Guadalupe, thinking that many people uh, travel to Mexico, but up in the northern part of the United States, he wanted people to have an opportunity to see a replica, a picture approved uh, by the shrine in Mexico, uh, and to visit Our Lady under that title. And also because Our Lady of Guadalupe is a special patroness of the unborn. And uh, Bishop Burke at the time, you know, has a great devotion uh, to uh, pro-life causes. So in 1999, four years after he was made bishop, he announced his plans to have a shrine built to Our Lady of Guadalupe just outside of La Crosse and land was donated for that purpose and the site uh, began to be built uh, up. So there's a visitor center, there's a little shrine with candles where people can offer their prayers and then you climb a hill to where the actual church is. Along the way there are stations of the cross 
and other little shrines. And on July 31st, 2008, it was dedicated. At that time, Bishop Burke had been moved to St. Louis, and he was Archbishop of St. Louis. But uh, there were two cardinals there, the Cardinal Archbishop of Philadelphia, the Cardinal Archbishop of Chicago, numerous archbishops and bishops and priests. And I was there for the dedication. It's the one and only time that I've been present for the consecration of a church. And what I remember is it was July 31st. There were thunderstorms pouring rain throughout the area. We were gathered at the bottom of the hill. I remember there was one priest who was really upset. We were all vested, ready to climb the hill and pray the rosary as we did. And he said, what if it's pouring rain? How We can't go up there while it's raining. And I said, you know, I don't think our Blessed Mother is going to let it rain on her parade, on her procession. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, just as we were about to start the procession, the rain stopped and we climbed the hill and prayed the rosary. And later I was told that people looking at a radar, uh, weather radar, you could see a line of thunderstorms coming in, but then it parted and one part of it went to the north and one part went to the south. And where we were at the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, there was no rain. It was cloudy, but there was no rain. So, um, I, you know, that was one of the most, uh, let's say, amazing experiences of my life. And then to celebrate Mass and to see that sacred space uh, consecrated. What I also remember is we were in pews, all the priests, and, and next to us there was a ladder that Archbishop Dolan Okay. At the time, he was Archbishop of Milwaukee. Archbishop Dolan climbed the ladder to uh, put the sacred chrism on the wall. And I'll always remember thinking, somebody should hold that ladder so he doesn't fall. <laughs> um, but he went up there bravely and put the oil on. And there were relics placed in the altar, mm -hmm. uh, a relic of Kateri Tekawitha, Native American saint, a relic of Blessed uh, Miguel Pro the Jesuit martyr of Mexico. So it was just a wonderful celebration of that new shrine. Mm, it's beautiful. One of the things I saw particularly at the shrine, Father James was sacred music. They have sacred music um, concerts, but they have camps for people, choir concerts, how to learn Gregorian chant. I mean, there's something about, of course, sacred music, uh, sacred art. You experience it all at Our Lady uh, of Guadalupe Shrine. Yes, I think that was part of uh, Cardinal Burke's vision for it was that the beauty of, of the way we express our faith in, in beautiful ways can attract people to the Lord. And, and certainly that's the case. It's a beautiful church that uh, was done in a traditional style. One of the things that's interesting, that was interesting for me is it the side, the walls of the church do not have many stained glass windows, but what they do have are huge paintings of, of different saints. And I, I think the saints were chosen, again, to um, be a way of uh, inviting people to go on pilgrimage. So, for example, there's a, a beautiful painting of St. Faustina, and many people have now a great devotion to divine mercy. So people are drawn to that. St. Maria Goretti, who was a martyr of chastity, uh, St. Gianna Mola, a doctor who um, gave her life 
for her unborn child who was born and then she died shortly thereafter. Very much a, a, a saint for, for pro-life causes. And one of the other ones that it goes back to the 1200s as the St. Peregrine, mm-hmm. who is the patron saint of people who have cancer. And so I think these saints were chosen because we know that many people suffer from cancer or have loved ones who uh, have cancer. And so people would come and pray in front of that image of St. Peregrine or pray for um, someone they know who's having a difficult pregnancy or maybe having trouble uh, becoming pregnant, and so to pray in front of the the picture of Saint John Amola. All of this, I, I think, is a way that uh, again, our Catholic faith—you could say—the rubber hits the road. You know, where our concerns going through life, we look to the saints to intercede for us during uh, those moments of of challenge and concern. Beautiful. Again, another place to go in Wisconsin, La Crosse, Wisconsin, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And we'll keep uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke in our prayers. Uh, what a great heart and certainly uh, so devoted to our Blessed Mother and this opportunity for us to come and to ask for her intercession in our greatest needs. So, uh, Father James, what a, a great pilgrimage that we've taken. We may have to do more of these because I love exploring, particularly what's right here in our own country to see, you know, we don't have to go very far, but just to continue to pray and to ask for the Lord to help us in our daily lives. And in this uh, time of Pentecost, you know, as the Holy Spirit has come down, we need to take those gifts and to the good news of Jesus. So would you help us close with your uh, prayer and blessing? I'm happy to do so, Dina Marie. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for our Blessed Mother and especially her appearance in, in Guadalupe. Uh, as Our Lady of Guadalupe outside Mexico City. We ask you to intercede for all those people whose lives are at risk, especially the unborn, and help us all to build a culture of life. We ask this through Mary's powerful intercession, and we ask your blessing upon us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. Have a blessed day. You too, Dina Marie. And it is 8.52 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, today would be the great day to download the free Hail Mary media app. In fact, tomorrow we begin a novena to the Holy Spirit. You can set up your Hail Mary media app so that way you get those daily reminders and pray along with Mater Day Radio and all of the faithful as we pray in preparation for Pentecost. Again, it is the Hail Mary media app downloaded from your free app store. You can also find more information on it on our webpage at materdayradio.com. Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer in honor of Pope St. John XXIII. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, 
you gave us good Pope St. John XXIII, a reflection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. As the source of our inner peace, help us to be, like him, a disciple of peace in our care for the poor and the suffering. Grant that through his intercession, we may receive the grace to serve others as we continue Christ's work among us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Hi everyone, this is David from Matra Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Matra Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning, mostly sunny skies. We'll have a high of 84 degrees, some clouds overnight tonight, low of 58, and then probably some morning clouds for tomorrow as a Get that coastal influence comes in, high of 84 degrees, though. We'll see a little sunshine in the afternoon. Saturday, mostly sunny, 79. Sunday, a little cooler, 71. So kind of going a little bit downward and uh, cooling off. Nice. Currently 64 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Unspoken with Reason. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. This year's felt like four seasons of winter And you'd give anything to feel the sun Always reaching, always climbing Always second-guessing the timing But God has a plan, a purpose in this You are His child, and don't you forget He put that hunger in your heart He put that fire in your soul
suffering He's closer than the air you breathe From the start to the end to the in between Don't you dare doubt even for a minute What he started in you, yeah, he's gonna finish Put that hunger in your heart Unspoken and Reason. It's 859 at Monster Day Radio. Did you see me put my hands together for that song? You were back I up, back up clapping. I was doing a great job there. So, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Morning Blend today on this Thursday. You know what tomorrow is? Friday. That's Friday. Already. This Already. week really has flown Just by. Just like rolling right through. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend this Thursday. You can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 7.30. Clap along to great Catholic programming all day long. Till then, have a blessed day.